Welcome. This is All the Fuck In, a podcast from two entrepreneurs about showing up for social justice in your work. This isn't your typical capitalist-focused entrepreneurial business podcast. There are already plenty of those. We're here because we've been craving voices rooted in activism, justice, and integrity with those values. These are conversations about all things business and entrepreneurship, but from a radical perspective that says we don't have to choose between social justice values and being successful in our work. This won't be a place where we claim to have all the answers. Our intention is to offer guidance and support while also encouraging our listeners to discover and live into more questions. We believe these conversations require ongoing practice and a consistent dedication to unlearning. If you're ready to go all the fuck in on what matters most while creating an abundant life, you're in the right place. And a quick note on our content, we believe self-care is radical and non-negotiable in the work of both justice and entrepreneurship. So some of these conversations include mention of trauma, both from a systemic and often racialized perspective and in relationship to experiences like sexual violence. We hope you do what you need to take care of yourself while listening, even if that means pausing and returning to an episode at another time or skipping it altogether. Hi everyone, we're back today. This is Tristan speaking. My pronouns are they, them. This is Lauren. I use she and her pronouns. And rather than naming the guest before the guest has a moment to name themselves, I'm just going to invite our guest to speak and you can just be surprised when you hear who it is. (laughs) Hi everyone. My name is Janessa Velasquez. These pronouns she, her, and ella. Thanks, Janessa. Would you, I know you're, you're, you're a pro at these questions now. Would you, would you offer your social location, whatever, whatever you want to share in in response to that prompt um, and your astrological placements for in, in the ways that you're familiar with them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I have so many things that I've added into my social location. Um, I am a 43-year-old cisgender straight woman. I sometimes add, I think, because I feel like I'd like to be open to change my mind. And, you know, I don't know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I'm a a Latina, um, New Yorican. So I'm of Puerto Rican heritage, but born in New York. So I am a citizen. I speak English fluently and Spanish um, eagerly, but not fluently. Um, I am, uh, I, I mentioned I was born in New York. I still live in New York on Long Island um, in the colonized land of the Sekatog people. I am divorced. Uh, Before I was divorced, I was with my ex-husband since I was a teenager. We were very young parents, um, so uh, we had a bit of stigma (laughs) and judgment against us in that regard. Um, And now I'm a single parent to three young gentlemen. I also have a 14-year-old pit bull lady who is the queen of the house. Um, let's see what else I, uh, I am college educated, um, although that was a very winding path. 
so it was not right out of high school as is traditionally done. Um, I started and then I stopped and I had a couple of kids and then I went back as a uh, working adult and completed a bachelor's degree. Um, I do have some neurodivergence this past summer. I was diagnosed with ADHD, um, and dyscalculia. Uh, so for anyone who's not familiar with what that is, I wasn't, it's similar to dyslexia, but with math and numbers, um, I also uh, have high anxiety. <laughs> um, so I have a pretty, these days, a thankfully pretty stable mental state, but I feel like I'm always kind of staving off some kind of depression. Um, uh, I have uh, dealt with eating disorders in the past, um, but uh, thankfully that too is kind of at a lull. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, I am these days I'm able-bodied, um, uh, not disabled. I'm slim. I live in a pretty small, compact body. Um, uh, I do own a home now, or at least, you know, the bank owns it and I pay the bank for it. Um, I, um, I come from a mixed class family. So my dad's side was really pretty poor. And my mom's side, I guess, was like lower middle class. And I guess I'm sort of like middle class, middle, middle, middle class. Um, let's see. What else is there? I feel like there's so much else. Um, I'm an introvert. I'm pretty, pretty introverted. Um, and there are a few other things that I've never mentioned in a public space, but one of my takeaways from Lauren's take up space program was that little Janessa would like to be acknowledged and recognized. So I am also a survivor of child sex abuse, um, a survivor of emotional abuse. Whew. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take a breath with that one. I'm gonna sacred pause that for a sec. <laughs> sacred pause that shit. <laughs> pause away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um yeah. As far as my astrological signs go. I'm a Gemini sun, Leo moon, and Virgo rising. Um, I'm also, I also have a Vata dosha. So I've got a whole lot of air up in here. <laughs> so between ADHD and being a Gemini and being Vata, I'm like all up in the wind. Um, so, and what else? There was something else I wanted to throw in. Uh, oh, and I'm a manifesting generator. You are. Except I don't really know entirely what that is. I mean, I kind of know what that is. I've heard about it first on this podcast. So um, what was that with Monica Gavena or was she? I know Michelle is and I am. And yeah. I think Rauda is too. That yeah. makes that adds up to me. Yeah. And also that's like a it's interesting that so many of you all are because that's one of the rare, that's a pretty rare human design, right? Is it's it? I don't know. I don't know enough about human design. 
I don't know either. It was just pretty cool when I read about it. I thought I'd throw it in. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. Janessa, thank you for sharing all of that with us. And like Tristan and I are both very teary right now. <laughs> so if we sound a little funny, that's why. But I wish I could come hug you and me just, too. Yeah, I feel me that. Too. Yeah. Um, I really, I, like I said, I've never talked about that in public before. So I just really attribute that to the, the kinds of spaces that I've both, I, I've been in with both of you, the, the, the safety and comfort that you both cultivated together and independently. Oh. So. Oh my gosh. Well, that's, <laughs> that's so kind of you to say. And, and, you know, I think that it's also about how you show up for yourself and for other folks. Like, I mean, I can't speak totally to Tristan spaces, although I've gotten to pop in and out at times. I know when we've facilitated together, when I've held my own, like you are so generous to people and so kind and so sensitive. And I think that that gives other people permission to show up that way too. So, um, just in case you weren't giving yourself all the credit, (laughs) those spaces feeling that way, like truly it's, it's a co-creative thing and it wouldn't have been the same without you. Oh, you're talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm like, receive, receive. Well, it's it's true about Tristan too, but yes. Oh, oh, thank you. (laughs) There's Um, a meme of a little girl who's like holding a gift and her face is all like this. And that's how I feel every time I get, uh, yeah. When I'm, I'm in the position to receive. receive. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> um, so I, I won't, I won't keep showering you with that, but I, I did, especially for the folks listening, um, who may not know you, like that's when I think about just who you are as a person, I think radical kindness Yeah. and, and, and I know for yourself, it's not always as easy, right? Like for all of us, but, um, that that's when I think about you, that's what I think about. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm gonna walk away here. I know. (laughs) This makeup that we put on for the video is like. (laughs) So Janessa, for the folks who don't know you, though, I have a strong suspicion. A lot of our listeners are familiar with who you are. um, Would you share what you do currently in the world? Sure. So I feel like my Clark Kent is a telecom project manager. Right. That's what I've been doing for a long time. Um, that's how I pay my bills. That's how I can afford to keep my children alive and fed and a roof over my head. Um, but what really uh, I've discovered in the last bunch of years, what really lights me up is um, the studying of and the sharing of yoga. Um, and I, um, I, I completed a 200 hour training a a few years back. Um, and, um, like many folks out in the world, COVID really impacted (laughs) the entire way I lived my life, my day-to-day life, my home studio, where I trained at and where I practiced at practiced at closed. Um, and I found that I didn't really connect with the the communities that were near me in other studios. Um, and with some of the guidance of Lauren and Tristan and also Charlie Red, I decided um, very bravely to take sovereignty into my own hands. And I created um, a website and 
what I like to think of as an online studio. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I had no idea. Uh, I DIY'd that shit, but <laughs> it took me a long time to figure it all out. Um, and so, uh, and so I did that. I, I launched that and I was like, oh shit, I'm an entrepreneur now. Wow. I never even, I always thought I'd love to be an entrepreneur and, and, you know, maybe have a business, but I was like, I don't have any business acumen. I don't even know what I do. Um, and then all of a sudden I found that I created this site called little house of yoga. I was the only teacher on it, but in my mind, I would not always be the only teacher on it. Um, and that's sort of been chugging along for the last few months. And now I kind of feel like I'm this brand new mother, like who's never had a baby before. And I have this little baby and all of a sudden I found myself unexpectedly expecting again. Mm. Um, because uh, this past fall, my, uh, my teacher who I, I did my 200 hour with and who I became friends with, um, proposed to me. <laughs> she asked if I'd like to partner with her in opening a physical yoga space. And now because we'd already had a strong relationship, she knew that it was something that I had on my radar. I just thought it was going to be maybe another 10 years in the future after all of my kids had graduated from college and, oh, maybe I don't actually have anything to do. Um, but so the opportunity presented itself and the, for the last few months, we've been going through um, all of the many, many steps that it takes to um, become a recognized business entity. Um, and we are now close to the end of our gestation and are starting to physically labor <laughs> this next baby. Um, so we will be opening a yoga space um, near where we are. We have very intentionally planned to make the space accessible, um, uh, equity focused, heart centered. We've had many, many discussions. Um, we've attended trainings together. We went to Tristan and Christopher's uh, equity statement workshop together. Um, so it's something that has really been in the forefront of our minds and every step of the process from selecting where the physical spaces and the characteristics of it to the kinds of classes we're going to have. Um, for example, we are, we will have no asana, some no asana classes. So there may be, uh, meditation only classes. Um, so for folks who want to still participate in some of the yoga practices, they don't have to feel as though it needs to be a physical practice. Um, all of our pricing is going to be on a sliding scale from memberships to drop-ins to workshops. Um, what I'm sure there are some other ways <laughs> uh, that, that we're planning for, and I'm sure there are things that we haven't even thought of yet and things that will probably get wrong along the way. But um, so, yeah, so it looks like the actual space will open up on or around May 1st. I know, I know it's, um, it's right around the corner. We've decided to call it Ambry Yoga and Meditation. Um, Ambry was a word that was new to us. 
um, but it was inspired by the actual space that we found, which is um, in the corner of a hundred year old building. Um, it felt very nookish. Um, and after going through maybe 742 different possible names <laughs> um, that were all taken, by the way, um, we settled on this word Ambry, um, which happens to be a tiny nook um, inside of a church that holds sacred items, sacred vessels, like chalices and books and things. So we've brought that hopefully that energy in without some of the churchiness of it. Um, and yeah, we're really excited. We're really excited. It's become a family affair to actually get the space together. My partner is literally there right now um, because he's quite handy. Um, and her partner has been very involved. He's also a web developer. So it's like, like how lucky are we that we have talented people in our lives to help us out with this endeavor? Um, so yeah, so now I feel like I've got these different things that are happening. Um, and once, once my partner Dana and I were committed, I was wondering what the heck am I going to do with Little House of Yoga? Do I just leave it up? What, I mean, I'm not going to, probably not going to be teaching on there. I don't know. I don't know. But one of the things that I had originally envisioned was that it was going to be some sort of cooperative or teacher collective. Um, and I think I will be moving, I will be moving it in that direction. Um, and I'm really excited that coming in March, one of, um, one of my, how do I say co-students? Co I don't know. Cohort co friends. Cohort friends. Cohort, yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll be, they'll be teaching, uh, on little house of yoga, uh, a postnatal series. So yeah, starting March 3rd, um, Rashid Ali will be teaching a class called nurture through the end of April. Yeah. Shout out to Rashida. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to guess that Lauren's on the same page. I want to celebrate you for a I moment. I'm <laughs> out and just like do a, like a celebration dance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like literally <laughs> Janessa, we added, it was the day after election day. I remember 2020 and mm -hmm. we were both like, it was before things were called and we were so stressed out yes. at our meeting. And I remember you, you basically like gave yourself permission to nurture the seed of little house of yoga. And I, when you're in it, I know it can be harder to take in like how much progress has happened, but the growth that you've gone through is just, <laughs> it's so amazing and such a privilege to watch. I'm sure Tristan feels the same way, yep. but I'm, I'm so excited for you. And I love the name. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so oh, much. God. I'm, I, I'm really proud of myself. Um, I have not had an easy journey. I mean, every step of the way of my entire life has been tough. Nothing has been handed to me. Everything has been hard work and and it felt like hard work starting from behind the 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 starting line right you know um it's it's been really hard so to be in a period of time where it feels like just about everything in my life is in alignment it is i mean it's really mind-blowing um 
I feel really blessed. I feel really lucky. I know that it's, you know, everything is temporary. Um, right. So I don't know when it's going to, to, to end this, this period, but um, I'm just, gonna, I'm going to soak it in and just keep taking one step and another and another. <sighs> yeah. So, <laughs> so here I am future thinking myself into this conversation. Like, so what's next, Janessa? I mean, I keep doing this to people, but I, I do want to know, like, <laughs> I do want to know, like, I, I literally, I feel like we did this to Jacoby too. Like, or we did it with, with Sean Jinwright with Sean, recently too, yeah. where we were like, so you published a book. What's next, Sean? <laughs> Janessa, do you have plans to leave your nine to five job? Is that like, how realistic is that? What is that? Yeah. What's that part of yeah, the experience? I, you know, like? I think that is part of what I'd love to manifest. <laughs> uh, but I live in a place that is one of the most expensive places in the country. Um, uh, if I didn't have children, I would, I would move somewhere else, any, maybe anywhere else. Um, but for the time being, I'm here and it's not really realistic for me to leave my nine to five. Um, so I'll be there. I'll be there nine to five. And then I'll be at the studio in all of the other hours. Um, and also really just trying to be a good parent mm. um, and try to be as present as possible while I have competing priorities. Um, but I also want for my kids to see that things are possible. Um, they've seen me go through a tremendous amount of growth because I, I had them so young. Um, my oldest son is now, is about to be 23. Mm. And I had him um, just, just before I turned 21 years old. Mm. Um, my middle son I had at 25 and my, my baby, I had a 29. And so I've essentially grown up with them and they've been with me through the very, very lean years, through the difficult years, through the, the separation and divorcing years. Um, they've seen, they've seen me in many different phases of life. And I really want for my boys to see me as a model um, uh, of opportunity, um, to see that maybe I may have made wrong choices here, but that doesn't mean that I'm stuck with those choices. Mm. Um, and, and this is what I also love about like yoga connect the dots, right? So I feel like in any, in any kind of practice, right? Like let's say a yin practice when you're in these Sometimes in these, these postures of extreme discomfort, like it's not going to last forever and we're not stuck. Like eventually we'll move out of it and we'll acclimate and we'll move on to the next thing. Um, and so I want my boys to understand like the only thing that there is life is not just working and working yourself to the bone until it's time for you to die. Like I want them to see that they can pursue things that they feel passionate about that things that bring them excitement and joy. Um, and, 
And I just want them to see that, that they can accomplish things. And, and also that it's not like things aren't necessarily easy. They take, there are a lot of steps and um, there's a lot of planning. And sometimes it's just moving in faith and trust of your own self. Um, Sometimes you don't always have a clear goal, um, but you just keep moving forward, right? Like you just keep, you just keep following whatever the universe is leading to one, one step after the next. So what's next for me is still trying to be a good parent while also balancing it with being a full, whole, independent being. So it's not necessarily work-related, but But I think it's, I think it's probably important. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what you shared, um, what I really hope folks take away from this conversation, if they haven't, if it hasn't put a light bulb on in their heads already is how small steps, like, like you said, step-by-step, how that can add up to really incredible progress and growth over a period of time, even if in the moment you don't feel like things are moving at the pace you wish they would, especially if you're parenting. I mean, I, I don't parent, so I can't fully relate to it, but I would imagine (laughs) that's going to slow some processes down sometimes. Um, And I remember when, you know, uh, your friend approached you, I think you said her name is Dana. Yes. Um, about collaborating on this, like that's also the power of a collaborator. You two were mm-hmm. like from the get-go, how are we aligning? How are we going to make sure this works for both of us? So nobody is holding more than they can at any given time. And so Absolutely. you don't have to be everything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and, and that just made me think of something else that we decided to do that's very um, anti-capitalistic um, and very focused on self-care is we've decided to incorporate sacred Sundays into mm. our studio. We're not going to hold classes on Sundays. Sundays will be our family day. So oh. it will be the day that we are all off. Um, we will be recording um, our classes and building a class library. So um, hopefully pe- the folks in our community will, they'll still have access to practicing. Um, it'll just be from their, you know, their chosen space. Um, but we want to really make sure that what we are creating, the community that we're cultivating, um, is, it, it, it is authentic and sustainable. Um, and part of that is for us to also have the ability to rest, um, especially when, you know, she's a new mom. She just mm-hmm. had a baby in June and I'm a parent and I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to be juggling <laughs> um, uh, my day job also. So, um, so yeah, there, there are ways, there are ways to um, take care of oneself. Um, also shout out to take up space. So <laughs> you are so kind. Can I just say <laughs> um, but, but that's, that's the thing that motivates me the most about that conversation. It's like taking up space or whatever you want to call it. Doesn't mean 
going hard and oh. like pushing yourself and just being bigger. Sometimes it's like saying no to shit, mm-hmm. like working on Sundays. And I, I can tell you from conversations over the years with Charlie, who recently put her studio on pause because it was so much, I know having, she eventually was like, I need one day off a week. Like yeah. I can't, I can't do everything. And when you're the studio owner or one of the co-owners, like if, if a teacher doesn't show up, you are the sub. Like there's, yeah. so I love that you two just decided we are not doing this from the get-go. So there's no, there's no mm-hmm. confusion. <laughs> about what's Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully it'll, will be good, uh, set a good example for the folks who practice with us. That's what I was thinking. You're modeling yeah. what you want for other people. Right. And, and showing that, well, yes, we do have to live and survive in this capitalist society. We can still make choices um, that aren't necessarily um, beholden to it. Amen. Yep. <laughs> I kind of want to ask, uh, one of the things that's jumping out to me is hearing you say that that your business partner was your teacher yep. and then became your friend and is now your business partner. And, yeah. and I'm like, how did that happen? Oh. Uh, only because, you know, I think that there's, you know, one of our recent episodes with, with Tatum, hi Tatum, um, was about like the, the power dynamic, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about it. We were also talking around it. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking like, how do we move in relationships that have these, like, I keep thinking of them as like containers, like this is the, the teacher student container. And now there's a friend container and now there's a business collaboration container. Has that been an easeful journey for the two of you? I think thankfully this is another place where there has been a lot of alignment. Um, and it, it has been, um, because yes, she was my teacher, but, um, she's, her personality is one that is very low on ego. Mm -hmm. Um, she's also quite an extrovert and she's like really bubbly and really friendly. So I think even when she was my teacher, there was a, there was a more familiar kind of relationship rather than a hierarchical one. Mm-hmm. Um, and once, uh, once I graduated from my 200 hour, I started to, to teach at this studio, although I, I have a complicated relationship with calling it a teacher. I'm going to just asterisk that for a second and put that on the side. Um, I started to teach for the studio and when the studio closed, Um, She also had an, she has an online endeavor where she provides um, continuing education and support for other yoga facilitators. Um, And so I would sometimes go to her house and I'd, I'd, I'd help her with some of uh, some of the content she was recording. And then we'd sit there and we'd just like blab away for a really long time. So, um, so I think we started to build a friendship um, over time and, um, it started to definitely be less about a transactional relationship um, and moved into a more authentic friendship. Um, and we even actually had the conversation after we decided to partner. Um, and she brought it up about the fact that, you know, there was this uh, relationship in the past where I was, um, I, I was seeking services from her. Like, is that going to be something that could potentially get between us or even mentally or emotionally, like, am I going 
do I feel like I still have to show her some kind of reverence because of that? But um, uh, I think we've, because we've had very intentional conversations um, and we've talked about some of the like really icky, uncomfortable stuff uh, up front and all along that it thankfully at this point, no, there no longer feels like there was that, um, like there was that, that, that separation of roles. Yeah. Um, now it feels like we're like, we're moving into this like big happy family kind of, kind of, um, situation, like between our partners and like our kids, like, you know, going to each other's houses on occasion for dinner. And, um, like we text all day long, you know, and it's, I mean, I love it. I, it's, it's, it's been a really great process. Uh, and we work together really well. Um, and it seems like place it like her strengths and the things that she likes to do, um, really complement mine and vice versa. So it's, it's working out well. Um, maybe it's just sheer dumb luck or maybe it's the stars aligning for us. <laughs> I mean, I also think like one of the things I'm taking away from your answer right now is like, so when somebody's holding the quote, more powerful position, I believe then it's up to us if we're in that position to step towards the person who we're moving into a different relationship with and check in and yes. name that dynamic. And I have had the experience where I name it, even though I'm the one receiving the gift from the other person or the, or the mm. studentship, right? When I'm on the studentship end, I've had the experience where I'm like, can we talk about this change in our relationship? And I feel like it was fine. But what I really would have appreciated was if the teacher had said, like, let's talk about this, even if like there's mm -hmm. nothing to say, but just to name it. It's just so important. And I'm thinking mm -hmm. about that, too. And like Lauren and I holding these spaces that you're in as a student or a client or a participant, but like yeah. we're all peers. And what does that I mean? Know. And like, <laughs> where are the lines? And like, anyways, it's just, you know, but let's freaking just name it then, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And, it, and that <laughs> stuff can get so messy when you're talking about any sort of healing, like yoga, coaching those spaces where the lines get very blurred. And, you know, this is part of why I don't practice like therapy. And I like, haven't gone to school for that. Cause I'm very clear on like, I don't treat people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, but I do know in the therapy field, you know, there's a lot of, um, ethical lines around not having a dual relationship when you're treating somebody. And also that it's always on the provider, the person with more power to your point, Tristan, to be the one to hold that very sacred mm -hmm. and not take advantage. And unfortunately that happens all the time. So I love that she was the one who initiated that conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you two are setting this foundation. So as you move forward, as shit comes up, which it will, now there's an expectation that you can talk about it because you've already right. been. That's right. really, really fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. She's a really good person. And I can't, I can't imagine going on this journey with anybody else. I'm so glad that it's she and I that are partnering together here. So um yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the asterisk around being a yoga oh. teacher? Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah. I feel like um there is such a depth of history and 
lineage to yoga, one that is not native to me, um, that I feel like calling myself a yoga teacher is an undeserved title. Mm. Um, I will, I will often use it because it's the common vernacular, right? But I will also interchangeably use it with facilitator or guide. I've also heard people refer to it as yoga steward or messenger. Um, so I tend to, when in conversation, I tend to veer in that direction or when it's something that I've written my on my own, like in my own social post or in my own newsletter, I'll usually use that kind of verbiage instead of teacher because, um, you know, there, there are people out there who have been raised, um, with, with yoga as part of their culture. And those are the people, those are the people that I seek to learn from. I feel like those are the people who, deserve to be called teachers because that's something that is, it's, it's something that's in their blood and in their bones and, um, in their language. I mean, like in the way their communities interact, the way they've been raised and live. And so I feel like that's a, that would be much more genuine, um, than for me to say, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm somebody who's come to this later in life. And while I, I, I do make every attempt that I, I know of to honor um, yoga and the philosophy and the teachings and the culture behind it. There's, there's so much that I, I can't know. So, yeah. When did you start, when did you start practicing? Oh, I probably started practicing well over like 10 maybe 12 years ago, but it was really sporadic. It was definitely much more fitness focused. Um, I, I, I'm not sure when I, I, I first practiced yoga, whether it was in a group setting or maybe on my own. Um, I, I do recall seeking it out on the internet and then, um, <laughs> what I think is funnily referred to as the gateway yoga. I definitely, I did some hot yoga for a while. And I remember feeling like this is sweaty and hellish. Uh, also like, you know, I get crazy endorphins out of it, but, um, oh, I'd like to strike the word crazy from what I just said. <laughs> I'm with you. That is one of the hardest ones. For me. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yes. I no, just like to acknowledge that yeah. that is, you know, ableist and it's, it's a naughty word. Um, but yeah, so hot yoga, um, I, I felt like there was, I was like, I, I thought this was like, I thought yoga was more hippie-ish than hot yoga. I just, I wasn't, I was like, there's something that I feel like there's missing in what I thought yoga was. Mm. Um, and over time, I just kept trying it. It kept calling to me. It's funny, I didn't even have a regular practice and, and somebody I, I worked with very briefly resigned so that they could move to Colorado to be a yoga teacher. And I feel, mm. I remember feeling a sense of envy, mm. <laughs> um, but I was like, why do I feel that way? I don't even like, it's not even a thing that I regularly do. But eventually um, it did become that. I, a few years back, I had my heart broken 
um, and simultaneously had uh, a, an ACL injury and to have just, you know, my ACL reconstructed. And so um, when, uh, when I started getting physically healthy enough, um, one of the things that I was cleared to do um, to regain mobility was yoga. And I was like, oh, great. I really like yoga. Um, and I was referred to what became my home studio. And I felt like I, I like it here. It's conveniently on the way home from work. I, I can probably, I could, I can probably do this. Um, that's when I first met Dana because she had a very hands-on approach for every single person that came into the studio, um, and, uh, really did form a relationship with everybody right from the start. So that kind of sucked me in. Um, and I did, I started to have a regular practice. And when I started having a regular practice and started, uh, and I was, uh, um, grieving this relationship and um, uh, was also going to talk therapy. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, <laughs> I started learning all of these lessons. And, and really the vehicle for that was yoga. Like that's what was taking me through all of them. Um, it really felt like something in me had unlocked. Um, and and it was just like the universe started to unfold before my very eyes. I mean, it sounds like that sounds outlandish. I, I, you, all right, you both get it. And <laughs> yeah, we're both like, yeah, what, yeah, what do you totally mean? Of course, right. of course right it did. Crowd. Yeah. Right crowd. Yeah, yeah, true. Of course the universe unfolded before you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, okay. I'm just, and it's, and, and, um, so that was probably around 2017. and. Uh, and I started, I I had a gym crew at work. We, we were really fortunate that we had a a gym in the basement of our building. So we all worked out together and, um, and, and, and some of the guys that I worked out with started noticing that I was, I was getting really strong after my surgery. And I was like, guys, it's yoga. It's yoga. I can just show you a few things. Cause I was doing, you know, like, uh, I think it's called Russian twists and hit is what they call it. And it's basically boat with a twist, boat um, uh, navasana. So I was like, guys, you should be, do- be doing some yoga. And so some of them said, okay, why don't you just show us a few things? I was like, all right, I'll show you what I'm learning. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll just show you what I'm learning. And that's how um, my path towards a 200 hour started. Mm. Um, one of my really good friends, well, I'll give a shout out to my friend, Jules. I, like I, I always credit him with, with, uh, getting me to where I am today, because if it hadn't been for him saying, I have a yoga mat at home, I'll bring it in tomorrow. We can do some things, <laughs> you know, like you can show me some stuff. And, uh, if it hadn't been for that. And then what's funny is some people saw us walking around the building with yoga mats and, And then from there, people are saying, oh, who's doing yoga? You're doing yoga. And then a bunch of people would come down and do yoga with me. Mm. Um, I mean, I didn't have the relationship with yoga then that I have now. And I think it's crazy that I I did it again. (laughs) But look at you catching yourself. I'm catching myself. That's the practice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I think it is wild. It is bananas. 
that I w- had the audacity <laughs> to like show people stuff. And I didn't know a thing. Like I could have hurt somebody. Um, so I think it, it was, it was foolish. However, it led me to where I am now. So um, my serious practice started in 2017 ish. Um, so it's not very long, mm-hmm. but it, it's the last few years have been with earnest study. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you wouldn't have hurt those people. They would have gotten hurt under your guidance, which is a little, <laughs> little different, but, but I, but, and I hear you yeah. and, <laughs> and I'm now, I, I, of course I'm still future thinking. I'm like, what's next. And, and next is your 300 hour training. Well, yes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I am super excited. I haven't figured out how I'm actually going to make it happen, but this is how everything works for me. Right. I commit. I, well, first I, the thought starts, right. I'd really like to do this thing. And then that seed germinates and grows. And then I speak it out. I'm like, "Mm, I want to do this thing. And then I just, I sort of make a commitment. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to make that happen. So yes. So this summer, um, Tristan, you and I will both be students, although you'll also be a facilitator. (laughs) We'll both be students in Michelle Cassandra Johnson's 300 hour. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. I had been thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe I had, I was, I was probably thinking about it from the time, maybe even before I graduated my 200 hour. Yeah. And I just kept watching and watching and watching. And then I saw Tristan announce that they were going to facilitate. And I was like, I have to be there for that one. <laughs> I'd get to hug Tristan in real I life. <laughs> we're going to spend a whole weekend together in August. And she, yeah. so Michelle's program starts with an in-person weekend and ends with an in-person weekend. And all the I weekends in between that. are virtual. Um yeah. And it's like, there's a whole group of us. I'm getting kind of like Rebby Kern, Rebby Kern just texted me the other day and they were like, I said, I'm coming to North Carolina. And they were like, wait, are you coming for Michelle's training? And I oh said, yes. God. And they were like, I'm going to be in that training. Garrett's going to be in it. Tan Holy is going to be in it. Tanisha Hubbard. I mean, there's like a whole little. Oh, yeah. you're going to have so much fun. And so I'm like, am I going to be in the superstars group? Oh, <laughs> you are already in the superstars <laughs> group. My friend. I'm oh, like, wait, am I in the superstars group? If I'm there, you're there. Come on. You all are going to have <laughs> such, and I love that she's starting and ending it together in yeah. person. That whole year is going to yeah, pass too. So it's cool. August to August. It's a big thing. Yeah. And I've right. been like, I've been wanting to be in a 300 hour training for like, six years. Um, but I just kept thinking like, what do I want? Like why? And when, you know, when she made this one happen, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm of course I want to do this one. And there are so many out there, like it can get really overwhelming trying to figure it out. So when it's a teacher, you're like locked in with, that's it. No brainer. I know. And I love you describing Janessa the process of like having the thought, noticing the desire, speaking it out loud, trusting that like, you're going to figure out how to move the things that need to be moved for you to make it happen. Like, 
And it's like, so like, it's like, there is like a, I need this to happen coming. I mean, this is my experience. Like it's oh, coming yeah. from my body where I'm like, this has to happen in my life. And then the pieces come together and you make the pieces fit. And yeah, it's amazing yeah, to hear sure. you talk about it. I feel like there are, there are a couple of things that really, um, uh, phrases that stick in my mind. Um, my late grandfather used to say, the Lord will provide. Like, mm. We weren't religious at all, but he always said it. And, um, and when I look back, that really, it really worked out that way. I mean, when there were times where as a single parent, I had no idea how I was going to pay for groceries. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe, uh, somebody returned money to me that they owed or, um, like something would appear, something would always appear a way would always appear. And, um, so, so it, it, I think I had this, this little kernel of faith, even though I never knew how it would work. Um, and, and one of my favorite books is The Alchemist mm. by Paolo Coelho. Mm -hmm. And the theme throughout, woven throughout the entire book is that, uh, what is it? The entire universe will conspire in your favor. When you really want something, the universe will make it happen for you. It doesn't mean it'll be handed to you on a silver platter. And there may be a winding, hilly road that you have to climb to get to it. Um, and I feel for me personally, that's how it's been in, in my life. Like every, every obstacle, every adversity has been something in some way, a gift, mm. whether it has been to, um, to really increase my resilience and my stamina when it comes to like really sitting in the mucky stuff or providing me with some kind of wisdom, learned experience, um, or just the curiosity to see what will happen next. Um, I feel like in a way, I, I, I feel like in a way I've been that boy from that book where I'm, I just go from one life adventure to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not always easy, but I'm, I'm going somewhere. Yeah. And it's definitely not easy to trust when something feels like it's falling apart, that something else is also coming yeah. through. Like oh, well, don't give me wrong. Don't give me that much credit. Cause when it's falling <laughs> apart, I'm like, this shit sucks. Yeah. And uh, like how I can't even see how this is going to work out. And I'm just in it. Like I'm marinating, <laughs> like, you know, feeling the woe. <laughs> so, like what the fuck universe? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I do feel like uh, that that doesn't happen as much or for as long as it once did where those um, really dark periods could last years yeah. now maybe I have a day or two wow. um and I and I really I it's so corny but it's really it is a that is a product of my yoga practice mm -hmm. uh, and um and taking time with myself and really um working to become more self-aware 
Um, and being curious about like my own inner workings and then from there extrapolating it out. Yeah. So I don't even know what I was just talking about. (laughs) I'm hearing like a trust in just the path that's unfolding in front of you now, even if in the past that was really tough. Yeah. um, Now it sounds like you, you are that, that faith that was always there. It sounds like you're more, I don't know if confidence, the right word, but you're leaning on it. Isn't as scary maybe as it once was. Cause now that you have some evidence that you're yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I think so. I think, um, I, it is, it is a sense of confidence in myself, uh, that I have survived, um, through some really trying times and, I wouldn't say I've come out on top, right? Like it's, uh, you know, it's not for being on top, like leaving anybody below me, but I think that after all of that, I'm still a pretty okay person. Um, And I have really great kids. And even though my life isn't like the life of an Instagram influencer, it's pretty ordinary, but it's really good. Mm. And I, th- I think that's pretty great. That is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, like ordinary, like living an ordinary life is nothing to be ashamed of. Like being yes. an ordinary person. I mean, you know, there, there are so many examples out of there of people that seem like they're overnight successes or they're making bajillions of dollars. And, you know, I still struggle but I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I think my kids are pretty good and, Mm. you know. Yeah. And it's the ordinary things of life that make it meaningful. It's the relationship, right? Like, have you two seen those videos where they interview um, folks like in their seventies, eighties, nineties, even older, and they ask them what they would tell their younger selves. And it's always don't stress so much about work. (laughs) Don't worry so much about all this bullshit and just focus on, the relationships that matter most to you, the things that make you happy. Like that's yeah. always what it comes down to, which I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm since, I don't know if we booked an hour or an hour 15, but We've I, got I have like 13 more minutes okay. in our time yeah. slot. Yeah. Woo! I have possibly a big question and full permission to take another sacred pause if we need. Okay. Um, so when you think back to who you were and like, maybe let's say 2020 Janessa, where a little house of yoga was an idea that wouldn't leave yeah. you alone. Maybe you were going through that process of starting to speak it. Um, if there's someone who finds themselves in that spot right now, and you think back to the permission that you had to give yourself over and over just to, like you said, one step at a time, create something, yeah. what, what permission would you encourage them to give themselves? Like, what would mm-hmm. you say to them? I told you it's kind of a big question. (laughs) It is. Um, I think that if we're talking about somebody creating something, inventing something from nothing, I think there is the permission for it to fail. Mm. The permission for it to be end up 
being something you rip out of your notebook, crumple up and like toss over your shoulder. Um, permission for it to not be like the next overnight success. Permission for whatever your creation is to never be seen by anybody's eyes, but your own. Permission just to be satisfied that you created something. Mm. Permission to be proud of yourself for trying. Um, yeah. Permission to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to find creative ways to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Wait, say more about that. Find creative ways to be creative. To be creative. Um, yeah. It's like sometimes it feels like there's only one way that you can or should do something, mm-hmm. but there's a multitude of ways that things can be done and they don't always require a lot of money. Um, it just, sometimes they just require desire. Um, yeah, a little bit of thought. I mean, I bumbled around a lot when I tried to figure out how to make little house yoga. I bumbled it <laughs> quite a bit and it's still not a perfect thing. Um, but the more I learn, the more I improve and every, everything, every single thing that I learned creating that I am now taking into a business that will impact people in my community, every single thing that I learned. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't have money to hire somebody. So I guess I'm going to figure this out on my own. And I did, I got creative. I, I, uh, I literally got creative, like, you know, figuring out how how do I graphically design stuff? I don't know, but (laughs) I'm going to try to flex this muscle. That's pretty puny. So yeah, I think that we all have, I know we shouldn't talk in the we, but I'm going to say we, (laughs) I think we all have an incredibly incredible amount of gifts Mm. that we don't always recognize as gifts. Like we just take ourselves for granted. I know I have. Um, But in these moments when I'm feeling pretty good and confident and aligned, I'm like, and I can look back and be like, whew, I want a lot. (laughs) I want a lot of stuff. So give yourself permission to give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. So, like give yourself a certificate of achievement. Yeah. <laughs> Even if all you did yeah. was try the thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I love that you're saying like, I just bumbled. Like if you <laughs> have an idea that this shit is clean and straightforward, it is someone who probably hasn't tried it before. Cause it's a lot of YouTube tutorials and DMing that friend you made on Instagram. Like, Hey, do you know how to create this? Like email list from this other program. Like it, it's a lot of just making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is like, and I'm still trying to figure stuff out yesterday. I spent probably an hour trying to figure out what is it like state boxes on, on, on a website. I'm like, this has too many steps. 
I'm going to save this for another day. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe it's like permission to set aside the really boring, scary, hard things. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you're at your limit, <laughs> come back to it later. <laughs> for sure. There were times that I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at my computer to do anything for the website for a couple of weeks because maybe I felt like I was at capacity or right. I felt dopey because I couldn't figure something out, but yeah. And, and it's okay to take time. Right. Um, yeah. I know I've often felt like I'm starting so like so far behind everybody and I'm starting really late. Um, and sometimes I, I feel badly about that. Like if I had only, mm. if I'd only started at this point in time, or if I had only been raised like this, or if I had different parents or something, like maybe I'd be in a completely different position now, but, um, I do want to, I want to honor my journey and all that I gained along the way. Mm. So, mm. yeah. I always do this to people. I'm like, have you ever thought of blah, blah, blah. I do that thing Tristan's talking about future focus, but I'm thinking like eventually if you all ever host teacher trainings or if you're mentoring newer teachers, like Mm -hmm. all of that learning you have from setting up the website to just figuring out what the fuck you wanted to do with it. I mean, all of that, you are lighting the way for so many other people. I have thought about this quite a bit. I do feel like that is the natural progression. Um, Dana already has her um, 200 hour curriculum. Um, oh. and she, yeah. And, and, and she is going to be um, amending it and adding to it, considering some of the changes that have happened in the world and, and, you know, even just in our own personal lives um, since uh, I guess since 2019 um, and 2020. So she's already asked me to be a part of that in in some, in a few different ways. Um, so that still remains to be seen fully. Um, so I know that I will be a part of cultivating future yoga leaders. Um, and I, I do have quite a few ideas of how I'd like to bring all of the things that I've learned about um, yoga and uh, how it really is. um, How do I want to say this? Um, How all of our intersecting identities, how, I mean, really the under lying foundation of yoga is social justice um, is treating each other with kindness and equity and compassion, treating ourselves that way, um, treating all other beings that way. I do have ideas of how to bring that in, um, bring that into our space. And most of it looks like me not talking, (laughs) but um, highlighting and cheerleading a lot of the people that I've learned from, um, and some of the, the, the teachers out there that I really value. Uh, I don't really know what it looks like yet, but 
So that was, that was the thought being spoken out loud really for the first time, I guess. <laughs> um, so yes, I do see that as being the next progression for me. Um, and then also continuing my own spiritual growth. Um, I'm going to speak something else out loud. <laughs> so I've been thinking for a while that I'd really love to come into relationship with a spiritual mentor. Um, ideally it would be somebody, uh, ideally it would be somebody like, um, from the BIPOC community, um, or, or a marginalized community for me that I, it feels important for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I can articulate why just in this moment. Um, so that's something that I know I, it, that is on my radar um, for my own continual learning and unlearning and evolution. Um, and then I know that I'll be able to take that also into the next, whatever future steps there are. I just feel like I'm like, I'm hiking this really beautiful path, right? Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm somewhere. Uh, when I think about it, there, there was this park that I went to. I visited a friend in California and he brought me to like a big redwood forest park. And I'd never been there and it was really beautiful. I've never quite seen anything like it. And and the, the pathway was winding around trees and um, eventually it, it led to this one enormous <laughs> tree in the middle of the forest. And um, when, I, when I picture, when I come up with imagery of what my journey is, it's, it's that, it's that hike of just of walking this path that I don't know where it's going, but I'm gonna keep taking steps ahead because eventually it's going to lead me to something really beautiful. It sounds like the path itself is really beautiful too. It mm -hmm. is. It is. It is. Even when you feel like weird things squish under your feet. Yes. Yeah, like, well, what the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> 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 Good metaphor. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say that you haven't said? Is there anything you want to share that you haven't shared? <sighs> I don't think so. Other than to extend my gratitude to both of you. Uh, one for even inviting me here. <laughs> when I got the email, I think I, I had to close it and reopen it and say, what? <laughs> I was like, are, are they talking to me? <laughs> I think I was like, did they need to email me? <laughs> um, so yes, so much gratitude for inviting me to be here. I've, I've been enjoying the podcast since you both first launched it, but also for being such integral parts of my personal journey. I feel like I've received so much guidance from you both. Um, and 
every time I entered a space, I, I wasn't sure what to expect in that. Sometimes I felt like, why am I, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not sure like Tristan with your mentorship program, I'm like, I'm not running anything. Like I'm, why am I doing, I'm not running a studio. I'm not really running a business. I'm like, I can't even say I have a small business. I have a tiny business. So, but I just knew I wanted to be there. Um, and it was, you know, um, I, I, I have learned so much in content. Yes. Um, because Tristan's an awesome, awesome teacher, y'all. <laughs> like, like, I've learned so much from Tristan. Amen. Um, but also, um, also really seeing and experiencing how to hold space for people, how to navigate difficult conversations, how to put oneself out there and be vulnerable and form really authentic relationships. Um, I feel like I've learned so much that I'm, I feel prepared to go be seen in the world. Mm. I feel like that says a lot. Well, now I'm crying. <laughs> hey, um, so we're all going to go to therapy after this. Um, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> we're going to feel our feelings. Um, Janessa, all those feelings are mutual. I'm sure I speak for Tristan too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just... I'm, I'm so excited for you and I'm so, I'm especially excited for your continued students and future students and everyone who's going to cross your path as a space holder too. This is good, good, good stuff. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. I, I hope you'll, I'm, you'll, you'll probably listen to this when it comes out and you'll have whatever experience you have. Um, but hearing myself on podcasts is never, never an easy thing. Um, and I hope that you can like take a step back and objectively hear like, of course they invited me onto this podcast. Look at what I contributed to this beautiful conversation. Like, for real. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll try not to obsess about oh my gosh no after every episode we record either Tristan or I or both will be like did I say did I talk to you about this part or did I like we we both do it still after yep. we've been doing this a while so <laughs> no judgment but yeah I no. mean really and and for folks listening you know we would love if you could you know tag Janessa and us in any story shares or like mm -hmm. anything that you're getting from this too, because that really is helpful to know, yeah. um, especially for the folks who are our guests. So just yeah. know that that stuff does not go overlooked. Yeah. Always appreciate mm. it. So. Yeah. Thanks, Janessa, for coming and for showing up with such like true vulnerability and grace and wisdom um, and, and beauty. Uh, like really, you. yeah, <laughs> really, really Thank a pleasure so and much. gift to have this time with you. And to have all the time that we have had with you, like I know, right? I know. I mean, I feel like I'm the lucky one here. Like, <laughs> so are we. I'm like, I'm, I'm writing. Will you be my best friend? 
Yes, no, but how about fuck the binary? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, good community. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of All the Fuck In. If you like what we're doing, we'd love if you'd subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify and leave us a five-star rating and review. This helps other folks find us. You can learn more at alltfinpodcast.com. That's A-L-L-T-F-I-N podcast.com. And on Instagram at alltfinpodcast.com or at Tristan Katz Creative, or and at Lauren K. Roberts.